your neighbor will still be your neighbor regardless of whatever has happened. The man and woman who sits with you, who resides next to you, shall still be your neighbor, regardless of their political affiliation, regardless of their religion, regardless of their color, regardless of their tribe. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's okay, you can just do it. It's just just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not. Internet Airwaves. Okay then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host. Mark Scalia. Hey guys, it is it's good to be back. We took a couple weeks off and uh, we got a bunch of listeners. Hi guys, it's good to see you on. Hey, if you're on, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, you're listening one of three ways through my website, markscalia.com. Check out more of that site. Check out my calendar. I got a lot of dates and I may be appearing close to you. That's the first way you can listen. The second way you can listen is if you want to be more participant, you can click that speaker box that you're listening to, and that will send you right over to the broadcasting site, which is Mixler, M-I-X-L-R dot com. And then you can be part of the live chat. We got a bunch of listeners, and just, they're signing on one by one slowly, <laughs> but they're there. And if you can't listen live, and I know it's tough sometimes to listen live, but if you can't listen live, you can always listen to the Slightly Edited for Time podcast version of the show, which is available through Google Play and iTunes. Hey, how are you, Lackey? Lackey's here. Hey, Lackey, I listened to your show, uh, by the way, on Mixler. Funny stuff. Thank you for being there. So, as I always start the shows off, every single week, I always start with the happening now Monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? Past that. When? Just now. We're it now now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. And because we had two weeks off, I've had uh, I've had some stuff going on. Uh, Mr. Showbro, oh, glad I am back. Thank you, Lackey. I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, we did take last week off because last week was Valentine's Day. So we we took some time off for lovers. (laughs) Some people love Valentine's Day. Some people hate it. You know, it's just a thing, man. Just another day. Just another thing. Uh, So we were off last week, but we're back now. And a lot of things have actually happened in the past two weeks. So let me bring you up to speed. I actually saw the movie. Who needs that nonsense? (laughs) I saw the movie The Black Panther, which actually I thought was very good. Um was it a blockbuster did it blow me out of my chair no but it was a really it was a good movie it fits into the mcu 
And everybody's like, it's a black movie. It's a black movie. It's a black. It was a movie, man. It's it's not a black movie. I mean, it kind of was. I mean, there's an all black cast pretty much, but it was a good movie. I thought it was good. It was a, you know, it was a decent movie. And of course, this year is a huge movie year. I mean, the next Spider-Man movie's coming out. Avengers uh, Infinity War Part 1 starts. Deadpool's coming out. Very excited. Um, nobody even talks about DC. It's horrible that they can't keep up. And they've got some major fucking power hitters. I mean, Superman and Batman have been kicking superhero ass for decades. And Spider-Man's the top grossing superhero of all time. Merchandise, comic books, movies, everything. But fucking Batman and Superman, and they can't get their shit straight for the fucking Justice League. I saw it. It was it was okay, but it was not a fucking Justice League movie. What's this? The only two white people in the movie were Bilbo Baggins and Gollum. Did you know? <laughs> yes, that's true. Bilbo Baggins and Gollum. <laughs> Fuck. So here's the deal. I've been spending a lot of money, and this is like my down season. I shouldn't be spending money, but I spent some money. I, I was sick of getting bad, my headphones, and I love my realistic headphones from Radio Shack. And they're fucking amazing, and I finally fixed them. I well, I soldered them, and I glue-gutted them, and I laminated them, so now they're fucking perfect, but I couldn't take it anymore. I ordered a new set of headphones, and they're, they're very cool. They're the Shure. Let's see. I'll take them off for a second. They're the Shure... SRH 440s. They're not bad. I mean, they're the sound is incredible. And they're a little uncomfortable, but I'm I hate wearing headphones. But I love my headphones. They sound great and everything sounds great. And all I gotta do is make sure I talk into the microphone correctly because I constantly tilt my head and my volumes are all over the place. Uh Lackey says, I wish they could make a movie with old porn stars running around robbing banks. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I don't even know what you'd title a movie like that. <laughs> Usually I'm quicker than that. I would have thought about it. So not only do I have a new set of headphones, I bought new chairs. Now, my wife and I, we do this thing where we like to go to like thrift stores or flea markets or yard sales and things like that. And we get stuff that is useful. Cox and robbers. Okay, guys. <laughs> my chairs, by the way good chairs the nice they're tall chairs and they fold which i love because i've got a high desk and right now i'm standing but every once in a while i like leaning and i can't lean on my short chair so this is a, like the coolest fucking thing so that's why i've been spending all this money oh, well the chairs were actually only about 40 bucks so it was good but speaking of money i had surgery august of last year Cost like six grand with all the copays and the out of pocket bullshit. And I thought it was done. I got a fucking bill yesterday for fifteen hundred fucking dollars. I called up and I was like, This is fucking bullshit and you know, they're like, Well, we'll look into it. Well and it's they fucking unbelievable. It's the whole healthcare system. I can't stand it. I absolutely can't stand it. And I live in Massachusetts where it's fucking horrible. Horrible Cox and Rubbers is better. That's right. I like that one, too. That's a good one. <laughs> Cox and Rubbers. <laughs> I'd spend my money on that movie. I would. Instead of fucking doctor bills. And the irony is, my back is just starting to feel better now. 
After the surgery, I was it still hurt my leg. I'm just starting to feel better now. Matter of fact, I felt so good today. I gave myself a haircut, little shave. Love that movie name idea. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that. That'll be a game. So yeah, so I shaved. I get a shave and a haircut because it's nice. And it's I don't know if you guys know this. I finally got my snowblower fix. Sears makes house calls. I thought they just made house calls for appliances. They don't. They came in to fix the snowblower. <laughs> of course, I, my snowblower is fixed. Cost them $300 to fix it. They got a new carburetor, a new spark plug, blah, blah, blah. Running like a top now. But of course, it's fucking 70 degrees. 70. 70 right now outside my fucking window. 70. And it's going to be like 70 tomorrow. And then we're supposed to get snow again. <laughs> oh, Mother Nature. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> oh. And the funny thing is, I'm still booking work. I'm actually, uh, I booked some work up in Canada again. I'm so psyched. Going to be up in Toronto and Ottawa. Trying to parlay that into an upstate New York on one end of it and then Montreal on the other end of it. Which I would absolutely love that because I have not performed in Montreal for a very long time and I want to be back up there. Snow tomorrow. Fuck that. <laughs> uh, speaking of fuck that, uh, and I got to talk about this and I hate I hate doing this. It's like, like the third or fourth time I've had to do this on this fucking show. There is another, yet another fucking school shooting. Now, by no means... I mean, if you've listened to this show before, if you know me personally, if you've seen what I write and you've seen my act, I am a very conservative person. I want to live and let live mentality. Leave me alone. I'll leave you the fuck alone. Get out of my way. I'll get out of yours. That's what I believe. And the whole gun thing, it's a tricky thing because my wife is way on one side and I'm on the other, but I'm not, I'm more middle like I don't, I, I, I really don't see a need for an automatic weapon like that. If, you know, because we don't live in those times. But the thing is, if the government is going to get you, it doesn't fucking matter what guns you have. Because I don't know if you checked, these motherfuckers got tanks, RPGs, helicopters, body armor, armor piercing. You know, if the government wants to get you, they will. So the argument that you need a gun to protect yourself against the government is is almost antiquated. You know, on some level, and I, I still believe in it. I, I truly believe in it, that you should have the right, you know, you do have the right to guns, whatever you want, you should. And that's fine. I mean, I've had to deal with this since Sandy Hook, since Vegas, since the the guy for the Batman movie went in and, you know, just and just school shoot. And it's just we got to do something about it. You can't ban a gun. My thing has always been, you know, if you get a ticket in Mississippi and there's a warrant for you and you get pulled over in Washington state, they're going to arrest you because there's a national database. I just don't understand why we just can't enforce the database because driving's not a right. It's a privilege. Voting is a voting is a right. And you have to pay for that right. We live in a society. You have to pay for it. That's the penance. It's not socialism. Although a lot of our systems are social, but I pay some of my money to taxes so that the lights can stay on on the streets. The cops will come by and if the house is on fire, the fucking fire department shows up. That's what I pay for. That's just locally. And then on a, on a national scale, I pay to make sure 
the Russians, the Koreans, the Canadians, the Mexicans. Nobody invades my country. I pay for a standing army. I pay for roads. It's not socialism. It's I pay the penance of living in a society. And as a society, we've got to be a little smarter about what we regulate the gun thing. Yes, it's a right and you can have it. We just want to make sure that you can do it. Like we can't deny you a gun unless you've got a criminal record. You're, you're obviously unstable. You look at it like anything else. Like if you go to jail, you don't get to vote. It's you lose the right. So the thing is with guns, you kind of got to earn the right a little bit. And the only way you earn it is just go, look, I'll, I'll submit to a database. I'll submit to, you know, blah, 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 a background check. And I'll be, you know, and, and that's not, and that's it. And if you really want the gun, then it shouldn't be that difficult. If you can't get a gun, then you do what people, other people do. You buy a gun illegally, which again is a fucking problem. <sighs> I shouldn't have to talk about this anymore. I really shouldn't. And I would end in a laugh, but I can't. <laughs> Ugh. And then everybody's marching on Washington like, you know, you want to capitalize on stuff? That's the thing. And I got a couple friends. No, no, I shouldn't even say friend. People who I know on Facebook and they are off the fucking reservation, man. They're like, see, this is it. And this this one woman, she's just insane. She's like, she's so she thinks she's a feminist, but she's not. She's anti-men. It's. <laughs> You can be a feminist without being anti-men. I know people like that, but she's fucking gone. Everything is white man this and white privilege that. And I'm like, God in fucking heaven, stop it. Just stop. You're bringing up exactly what you're saying you're against. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Just stop it. Oh, fucking stop it. Sorry I had a fight in the middle of your Black Panther party. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Mary Ellen Rinaldi will be joining us. Very funny. And I, I, what is this? Before I go, once there was a way to get back home, the Beatles. Yes. There's, I hopefully, uh, maybe, maybe we'll get back home. Maybe, you know something after the break, maybe Mary Ellen will educate us, but stay on to the break. And I got a bunch of promos you're going to love. And you're actually going to hear Mary Ellen. You are listening to Radio Irregardless. We'll be right back. Welcome to another installment of Radio Irregardless's History. African-American history dates back to the colonial period. At the forefront of the push to bring black history into public consciousness was a scholar and son of former slaves, Dr. Carter G. Woodson. Woodson organized the first annual Negro History Week in 1926 for the second week of February to coincide with the birthdays of both Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass. My name is Doug. I have just met you and I love you. 26 years after Carter Woodson's death, Negro History Week became Black History Month. I hate black pepper. I hate Whoopi Goldberg's lips. I hate the back of Forrest Whitaker's neck. <laughs> Dr. Carter Woodson left an indelible mark. Black History Month continues his legacy. We honor the people. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people?
in celebration of the African-American experience. This has been Radio Irregardless's History. Hey, what's up? This is Corey Manning, comedian by night, superhero by day. Right now I'm on the radio uh, or, or a phone or internet. Mark is on the radio with me on Radio Irregardless. Now, if you Google Irregardless, it's not going to come up, but the podcast actually exists. So I decided, here's my new philosophy. I am going to now think like a man. Yes, men think they look good all the time. If I will be 150 pounds all the way, he'll walk around the house stark naked, look in the mirror, and go, take a look at your man. Regardless, with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and joining me via the Facebook Messenger is the very funny, aforementioned, Mary Ellen Ronaldi. Hello, Mark. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm a little nervous because you didn't come through on my iPhone. You came in on my iPad. Oh. T- well, you know, you can switch over, I guess. You can do that. No, I can't. I tried to figure it out, and it wouldn't do it. No, you can't. <laughs> you can... I, can't, I can't figure that out. Please, you... I just got... Where is he? Do you want to call me back? <laughs> no, no, no. This, please. Uh, technology, and this is this is good enough for me. I'm okay. Good. <laughs> well, good. I'm good. I'm good. I was... Yeah, I, Corey Manning was on. I think I'm working with him this weekend. Yes. You know something? It's you. It, Corey Manning's uh, going to be closing out. You're going to be in the middle. Scott McNeil is actually going to be opening, and I'm hosting this show. It's, oh, you the, are? You're there, yeah. too? I didn't know you were going to be there, Yeah, too. yeah, I have to, because oh, I, every show I book, I have to watch. I'm just, I'm a control yeah, freak like that. I just... So I don't blame you, because sometimes you're watching, you go, oh, you said you have more time than that. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I love everybody. But, you know, it was great, and I got you on. First of all, let me tell people how they can free stock you. Ladies and yes, gentlemen, I love that. This, is, this is Mary Ellen Rinaldi, and here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put your stuff in the chat right here. Let's see if I can do this. It's Mary Ellen Rinaldi, and you can follow her via Twitter and Facebook. Twitter, she's at Mary Ellen 210. And in Facebook, a little trickier, Mary Ellen D. Patrillo Rinaldi, all one word. Well, <laughs> do you have a website? Mary, that, well, no, I don't. I should. <laughs> But I have a webmaster who keeps sending me messages saying, can you please decide if you like this webpage? And I don't like it, so I just feel bad about calling him back. It's been going on a year. But, <laughs> hey, it's a it's a guy calling me every month or so. I'm happy. <laughs> how, how do you not have a, asking for money. How do you have a webmaster and not a webpage? <laughs> I know, because 
because there's things I go, no, I don't like this picture. Doesn't look good. Uh, I look too old. He's like, that's what you look like. That's I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he actually said that to me. He says, but that's uh, what you look like. That's go, funny. No. They say, oh, the camera adds 10 pounds. I go, however, it doesn't add 10 pounds when you're in grammar school. <laughs> doesn't add 10 pounds then. I don't see 10 pounds. I don't see 10 pounds in high school. Oh, no, it does. No. Oh, it's, yeah, it does. It After does. 50, it adds 10 pounds. No, yeah. because even, what, uh, 20, 25 years ago, when I was in great shape and I was in front of the camera, I looked ginormous. Like, I was jacked up. I was a big fucking dude. It's a camera, not a magic wand. Fuck yourself, Chris. Yeah. You're like, I don't, yeah, but you were, like, wanting to look big. Yeah, you know? well, I look. Yeah, but I was very big. You when you used to, yeah, you were exercising all the time. Yeah, ripped. yeah. I was. I was I, a big yeah. fucking dude. I no, I did. I joined a gym once. Did, and, then, <laughs> and then you got your refund. You're like, fuck this. Don't you know what it is? If I am rich, I'm going to open a gym that's a water gym. It's like a kid's water park. Because. <laughs> No, really, I'm serious. That's fun. That's fun to do. I hate stinky people. I really hate. I, oh, I can't stand you around the gym and someone walks by and you're like, ugh. Oh, no, yeah. No. My wife's like that. Yeah, she yes. can't take smells. Yeah, yep, yep. I can't take. I don't like it either. Yes. Don't like <laughs> they should they should make a nose canceling headset. <laughs> they have noise canceling headsets. They should have a nose canceling oh, yeah. headset. Yeah. Hold on. No, you have enough candy. Take this. Uh, my five year old is still up. I have a five year old. Can you believe it? Yeah. I'm, I'm so, not even fifty. I'm sixty <laughs> with a five year old. That's why people you do that now. So here's yeah. the thing for the yeah. listeners. For the listeners, they don't know. We had just worked together like two weeks ago, and I had not seen you in a while. And you have a thirty pounds. Thirty pounds. I haven't seen you in thirty pounds. A thirty pounds. <laughs> Definitely but, but I haven't seen you. And then when well, I saw you, you were going, oh, I have a, I have a kid. I have this. I, and I was like, you have a kid? And I knew that you were 60. And I'm like, yeah, and the first thing I thought was, that's a medical fucking miracle right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you actually adopted the children. I didn't adopt yet. I'm a foster mother. I oh. have three children. Yeah. And you know what, too? It's fabulous because, see, in the state of Rhode Island and Massachusetts, if you decide you don't want to take care of your kids anymore, DCYF takes them and they bring them to a relative. Jeez. And you don't even get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, if I knew this, I would have had kids. Uh, <laughs> I would have had kids. <laughs> when they turned about 12, 13, I would have said, I'm going to go send them to live with someone else oh. for a while. Yeah. You can, no, I do. You can still do it. Um, yeah, seriously, it's um, wow. Never expected it, and I think about it all the time when I put the kids in my car when DCYF was there taking the children, and I said to the worker, "Let me put them in my car because I'm thinking if you put these kids in that white van, that's going to be awful." I'm like, let me put them in my car, and then then she's like, "Oh, okay, so you're taking them." <laughs> And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> but I did. And um, it's been seven months now. I have a five-year-old, a nine-year-old, and an 11-year-old. The 11-year-old's not talking to me right now. Why is that? You know, what happened? No, you know what I love? Oh, I love this. I made her clean the kitchen because <laughs> she aggravated me. So I said, go clean the kitchen. Ah, there's such power in that. <laughs> and you know what the other one is? Take the phone. Give me the phone. Yeah. But on the 
the other side, a comedian, I have hours of new material because I never had children. I had a stepchild. <laughs> yeah, I never, I had a dog once, okay? I had a dog for about three weeks when I was single, single. That was before I was married. I called it single, single. I, and this is a true story. I had a beautiful little, um, I think it was a box or a golden retriever, whatever. But it was a nice little dog. And one day, my sister came over to the house and she took it. And it was gone. I came home. The dog, the little puppy was gone. I was like, whatever, doing my life. And she called me up three days later. She goes, are you missing anything? I said, yeah, I have a little puppy here. Oh, and she says, you don't have it anymore. And I was like, yeah, that's a lot of work. Jeez. So the joke in my family was, nah, I don't like to feed anything. And kids, they like to eat. Well, they can graze. No, they like to eat. You yeah, know, you can just throw the food down on the floor and they'll get it. That's true. That's true. They, they can open. They're much better than puppies. But so, I mean, it has been um, challenging. Mm. The happiest thing I've ever done, the most stressful thing I've ever done, and um, I got to tell you, I used to think about being a foster mother and think, oh, I would never be good at that. And now I'm sure I would never be good at it. <laughs> Positive. Well, you can only know so you can only know something if you try it and you're trying you it. You gotta so. try it, yeah. I was telling, uh, I was at, I was at Cub Scouts where I'm at Cub Scouts. I'm the oldest Cub Scout person there. I mean, one of the the fathers. But well, wait a minute, wait, wait. Well, hold on. You're not a Cub Scout. No, no, my nine year old. is Right. A Cub I was gonna say you said you're the oldest Cub Scout there. I'm like, well, you're not. Yeah, a... Well, everybody is a Cub Scout. When you're a Cub Scout, everybody's a Cub Scout. That's not, wait a minute. That's not true. I was a well, Cub Scout. They weren't all fucking. Oh, you didn't have your parents didn't come to the meetings. No, my stuff? dad came. My dad came, but yeah. he was not. No, he said you're a Cub Scout, not my oh, dad. Well. Okay, so maybe I'm not a Cub Scout. Yeah. Okay, that's like irregardless <laughs> or regardless. Ah! Okay. One of those words that, you know, it goes back and forth either way. <laughs> I know. Only you would have a show and call it irregardless. My wife and then I didn't know me. if I, you know, I got to go back. I didn't know if I was looking at saying it right, so I had to look it up. So I knew what I was doing. All right, so Cub Scouts. Cub Scouts. <laughs> One of the fathers said to me, oh, do you go to the casino and play bingo like my mother? Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm looking at him going. Oh my gosh, he could be my son. Jesus. That is correct. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, oh yeah. That's I go, no. <laughs> I know. Because you don't think that you're older until someone reminds you. Because I don't feel 60. No. <laughs> you know. Even See, though I, I'm having. I knew, I knew I was getting old when I would look at women and go, what is she doing up this late? <laughs> <laughs> you see, like a 22, 25 year old, and I'm like. Oh, yeah. How yeah. come you're not? It's fucking eleven thirty. Go to bed. <laughs> you're just going out, and they're just going out. I know. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. just you know, that's how it was. But we worked together a couple of weeks ago, and down Rhode Island, and I hadn't seen you, and you did such a fantastic job. I was like, oh my god, she's so funny, and she's got all this stuff. And then I found out about you know you being a foster parent and all that, and I was like, my god, I gotta get her on the show. Just too fucking funny. What is it? <laughs> my brother said, did you hit him with your beaded purse? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, no. That is a that is a Ruth Buzzy reference that very Ruth, few people will get. Very few. We got to be older to know about that. Well, my yeah. brother's younger than I am, so I don't know how he gets the reference, but that's fine. Oh, so did he just send you a message? Oh, yeah. You asked me to go online and try to yeah, find Ruth, the live thing, and yeah, yeah. Actually, my a couple of my listeners know they said Ruth Buzzy. They typed it in. They know. They yeah. knew who they are. They're paying attention. No, they're you know what attention. it is. They're the younger listeners. I get a lot of this. I get a great demographic. Everybody, but they're really they're in the know like there's not a lot of shit that i can't put past them because they get it some of them are some of them are really my brother's really funny i got a lot of listeners the shit they type in is just really google it's google like even the word irregardless regardless i actually said oh i gotta make sure i'm saying this (laughs) and i googled it and then i realized oh there's all controversy behind the word and i says of course this is mike scaly of course there is here's the funny (laughs) thing because my wife encouraged me to use the word because yeah. it is a Bostonian thing, more than likely. Yep. And all the the shows I do, I do intros, and I've done a hundred and this is the hundred and sixty hundred and sixty eighth show. And wow. be- and before the intro comes, I play a audio clip of somebody using the word irregardless. And How and smart. I have never since the show started, I have never repeated that intro. And I've got another twenty or so more. Yes. Yeah, it's like things. Yeah. That, you'd be surprised. I got a bunch from C-SPAN, from N- it's a from, huge, yeah, from CNBC. Huge. I, I just had one. The one I played tonight is um, he's uh, I forget what country he's from. It was Uhuru. He's like he's the king of a country or something like that. I wow. forget which one. And he addressed the f- Supreme Court saying the word irregardless about six times. It was really funny. <laughs> yeah, like yep, yep. You're like me. That's how I tell. So I don't know. He's the king of some. Co- I don't know. He's the president of I don't know some. I think us. I'm not sure. He's a- <laughs> you know that guy. What's his name? You know, he was a president of us. The current guy. The current president. <laughs> I do that all the time. People look at me and I go, I don't know, you know, whoever. And i that's nothing political about liking him or hating him or not blah, blah, blah. It's just that's my mentality. <laughs> I don't pay attention to anything unless it's on Facebook. But, you know. Yeah, that's well, that's the thing. My brother just said he's the king of Wakanda. And I'm like, no, Wakanda is a fiction. He's a, he it's, a, even- it's a fictional place. It's, the, it's Black Panther. It's not the same. Yeah. That's why yeah. he's fucking with me. That's it. Yeah. So, so here's what I want to do because we're run- okay. I want to make sure the show's nice and tight. So I want to take our second break, and uh, <laughs> here's what I'm going to do. I actually, it was funny. I took my second break first, and I'm going to take my first break second, which is fucked but up. Christ, you're taking a break. I'm like, you got to what? I'm just taking a break. But when we come back, I want to talk to you. I want to talk a little bit more comedy, and I want to play a game with you against my listeners because like four or five people just jumped on. So I love games. Uh, all right, games then we'll get to play. So, I was married. I'm good at head games. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be right back. You are listening to Radio Irregardless. Welcome to another installment of Radio Irregardless's History. How to Understand the Meaning of Lent. The season of Lent is a time for sacrifice and reflection as the Church waits to celebrate the resurrection of Christ from the cross. I'll be back. Learn the history and tradition behind the celebration. You will need a sacrifice and prayer. I'm bad, and that's good. I will never be good, and that's not bad. There's no one I'd rather be 
than me. Lent is a time meant to reflect the 40 days that Jesus wandered and fasted in the desert. You live in a fucking desert! Nothing grows out here! The color purple is often used as it is a mourning color to signify Christ's suffering. You will never forget the color purple. Directed by Steven Spielberg. Celebrate Ash Wednesday. Crosses are marked on the foreheads of members of the church using ashes to remind parishioners of their mortality. We got to die! Lent is a time of reflection meant to draw you closer to your relationship with God. Oh, God! Oh, yes! 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 Oh! 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 Oh, God! Oh! I'll have what she's having. This has been Radio Irregardless's History. To the five people listening on the streets of Dorchester, this is Caitlin Arcand, and you're listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. I celebrated my 40th birthday. It was 10 years ago. They say it takes 10 years to get used to your age. I'm now accepting 40. 50. 50 sucks. It's not 21. Number 21. 21, out of the house, on the pill. <laughs> then 30. 30, living back home. <laughs> I don't need the pill. <laughs> I got my mother. She's the pill. Then 40. 40. Ooh, I'm 40 now. I'm married. Need a different pill. You need one that makes you like him. You're back at Radio Air regardless with me, Mark Scalia. And still on this Facebook Messenger line is Mary Ellen Rinaldi. And you can actually find her, follow her on Twitter. It's the easiest way. She's at Mary Ellen, M-A-R-Y-E-L-L-E-N-210. She's also on Facebook, but it's much longer. It's Mary Ellen DiPetrillo Rinaldi. So good luck with that. So You know what I tell people, Mark? What? <laughs> I tell people, Mary like the virgin, Ellen like the comedian, Rinaldi like the sauce. Rinaldi like the sauce? Yeah, there's a Rinaldi sauce out there. Rinaldi I've pasta. never forget. 
I've never oh, fucking God. heard of that. Oh, forget it. If you said Prego, I would understand. Yeah, I thought Prego, that's nice too, yeah. Prego like this? No, no. Well, here's the hey, thing. That was some good material back then. That I mean, was. I even... Wow, that was. That's an old show. Well, here's the thing with your name, Mary Ellen, and, it, it, and on Facebook it's Mary Ellen Petrillo Rinaldi. It's a lot of fucking letters. It's a yeah. lot of letters, and it's an Italian name, which I understand because I'm Italian, or at least half Italian, yeah. half Sicilian. I understand. That's a lot of letters. So I thought of a game I'd like to play with you and a game that you can play against my listening audience. Okay. And in the name of the game, Francisco Rinaldi. Oh, there we go. See? That's Thank right. you. Whoever did that. My man. brother. Thank my you. brother. It's, you, you know something? I have not had jarred sauce in fucking 30 years. Oh, uh, I haven't had real sauce since I got divorced. Oh, so. <laughs> I'm on the jaw stuff. That was seven months ago. I'm like, yeah, Yikes. we're on the jaw. But we do the Rinaldi just to say, no, we, it's a good divorce. I, I must say that. We uh, are still very close. We talk, um, you know, where it was sad, but it had to be because I chose this. Yes. And uh, there's not too many men out there, and you've said it, uh, you know, I'm not, who would go, yes, the yeah. Yeah, I don't even know if I would do it. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I would. And my thing is I say it doesn't make him a bad guy for not wanting to do it and it doesn't make me a good person for wanting to. Well, it's probably a little of both. What my brother said, new sauce called Jar Jar sauce. Oh, stop it. He's with the fucking Star Wars thing. So let's get let's get back to the game. So because you have a lot of letters in your name, we are gonna play a lot of fucking letters. And that's a lot of fucking letters. And the last thing you want is to be getting caught up in the middle of it. <laughs> that's a lot of letters. So here's what I decided I was going to do. Now, because you and I are speaking via Facebook, we are speaking virtually instant instantaneous. But my listeners may be listening on a delay because of their internet service. So now that's your advantage that you're a little faster. But your disadvantage is there's more of them than of you. Yes. So here are the rules of the game. Now, I just okay. wrote I just wrote this today. Now, okay. I'm going to give you a definition of a word that has at least 15 letters in it. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know we were going back to spelling. Yes. It, well, no, no. I'm, you don't have to spell the word per se, but okay. I can help you with it. Like, if you want to spell it, I should make you spell it, but I'm not going to make you spell it. The definition so, of the word. So okay. I'll give you the definition of the word, and it's got at least 15 letters. If I, This is the example. So the, you're playing against the audience, so I'll tell you how fast they chime in. Okay. Here's the first one. One who engages in an activity in a part-time capacity. Comedian. No, comedian. Yes, <laughs> yes, you're, you're on the right road. Stand-up comic. No, it's one who engages in an activity in a part-time capacity. Oh, I don't know. Can I Google it? No. One, <laughs> if you can. What? This is the example. It's the easiest one. If I said one who engages in an activity in a part-time capacity. Part-time worker. Part -time. A part-time, which would be not volunteer. Part-time employee. Part-time employee. What's another? If he works, if that person works half the time, what's another? 20 hours a week. No, what's another, what's another word for half? Like, oh, uh, oh, this is going to be so embarrassing. People are going to realize I'm not that smart. 
All right, then you know, so I'll give you a definition. What most comedians are doing comedy as. They're not full professionals. They're hot time. Hobbyist. This, um, <laughs> I'll just give it to you. This is the example. Semi-professionally. Oh, I don't think I'm semi. I think I'm total professional. I didn't say oh, you. No, no, no. Semi, where are you going? Hold on. Where are you going? One who engages in activity in a part-time capacity is semi-professionally. Oh, se- did you semi-professional? Yes. Right, I can tell you, I'm going to suck at this game. Okay. Semi-suck right. at this. So, so because you didn't get it right, we're going to do this. Uh, could you repeat the definition? <laughs> okay. So that's what you get if you get it wrong. All right. Okay. How about this one? Here we go. Thanks. Transcending human consciousness. Meditation. I'll give you a hint. Consciousness is in the word. <laughs> Transcending human consciousness, yeah. above con- above normal consciousness. I know uh, meditation above high conscious. Clark zero. Kent's alter Sub-conscious. ego. Um, S- Superman, super conscious. Super oh. conscious. Again, yeah. when in doubt, sound it out. Spell it just like it sounds, and it pays off every once in a while. <laughs> there you is that go. Right? That is yeah. correct. You got that one right. <laughs> I'm helping you beat the audience. They are not even close. Here we go. My my nine year old comes in. He goes, "Well, what channel are you on? I want to turn it on." I go, "I have no idea." And what channel am I? <laughs> it's on the internet. Keep like, oh. keep the kids off the internet. That's what you got to do. still <laughs> up. All right, let's do this one. Let's go so we can get your kids to bed. How about this one? If I said social and political events existing, occurring. And or, or originating during the same time. Oh, social media, um, internet. It's a um, single word that is more than fifteen letters. Okay. Hey, oh. I, I'll help you. I'll help you. I know you. the word. I know the word. Hold on. Oh, I know that word. You and I are almost equals, so we would be. I know. Starts with a C. Yeah. It's not content. It's not coincidence. What an ex-wife may hold towards her husband. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Contempt. Oh. Contempt. Gosh. Because of the C. It, I yes. It. Gosh. I didn't know I was going to have to play a game. I thought it was going to be easy. I spelled it <laughs> I spelled out my name and wrote all the words. But Jesus it. Christ. You, that's why I was playing this because you got too many words in your thing. Here, yeah. So if I felt if I was my ex-wife, I would feel contempt. Contempt of court. Yes. But that's only part of it. But that's. But not. it would be a social or political event existing, occurring originally during the same time. Contemptly, I don't know. You got me. All right, so you didn't get that one. How about then? I'll no. get you this. What? <laughs> it's contemporaneous. That I couldn't even know that word. At all. I don't even know my 11-year-old. My brother said contemporaneous. I'm going to give it to him. When in doubt, sound it out. <laughs> I have to remember that. Contemporaneous. All right. So you've got what super conscious. I, I want to be called Mary. Okay. So you've got one and the audience has one. Here right. we go. The third one. Uh, this one's easy. Violating a political constitution. Okay. Violating the political constitution? Yes. Violating a political constitution. One word. 
One word. A gun ban to some people may be this. Oh, I know. The, the Supreme Court would deem this to be... Yeah. No. Oh, hold on. Violating violating the political constitution. Right. Unconstitutional is not correct. It's close, though. Constitution. Um, <laughs> I got to be honest. I'm looking it up now. Well, um, 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 is Trump violating if, the constitution? If, in if okay, so the Trump bans the Supreme Court said that they were not so much unconstitutional. How about this? I'll just change it up and you'll get it. If I said against a political constitution. Oh, God. Not an uncle, but a... Aunt? <laughs> yes. Let's put it together. Anti... Oh. Say the whole word! Anti-government. No, anti-constitutional. That's correct. <laughs> Again, word it out, sound it out. Spell it just like it sounds, and it pays off every once in a while. Oh, there you go. So you got two so far. Are you using one more, and you got this game in the bag? I'm so excited. I'm getting smarter, and I didn't even cheat. All right. This one's a very the easy. The 11-year-old won't talk to me. She's got all the words, and she walked the... away. I said, you want to help me? She's like, no. <laughs> My brother said, anti-distance. Anti-distant yeah. establishmentarianism, <laughs> which I don't even know if it's a word. It's close, though. Here's the third one. Okay. This one's okay, easy. Here's the third one. Okay. To separate into isolated categories. Oh. To separate into isolated categories. It's 15 words. Oh, don't they talk about that? What terrorist cells try to do. I know, I know. Terrorist cells try to do this. They yes. Separate into um, ISIS. No. You have no, not dissemination. You have this. Every car has one of these in on the passenger side. Airbag. You know, it's for it's for gloves. <laughs> Glove compartment. Glove compartment. A com so, now if deep, deep, not departmentalization. Deep. Close though. It's a no. compart. Compartment. I know they always talk about that at work. Compartmentalize. You know, it's like one. Say the whole thing before somebody else gets. Compartmentalize. No, compart. What's the word? Man. Compart. No, compartmentalize. Scott. Scott beat you. He beat you. He beat you. Compartmentalization. Compartmentalization. You've got three children yeah. there giving you answers. <laughs> yeah, well, one of them's five. All she's doing is playing with the doll and telling me she's tired. I, I hope I, DCYF isn't listening. <laughs> okay, so we get we get ten minutes to wrap the show. All right, let's do the We're next fine. one. I'm fine. Here's the last one. You got to get this one right. Now <laughs> Scott says, "Now I feel bad." <laughs> no, no, this is. Good. All right, here's the last one. Capable yeah. of being mutually substituted. Capable of being mutually substituted. So if I had a carburetor for yep. a 2015 Toyota, yep. I could use that in a different 2015 Toyota. Capable of being mutually substituted. 
substitute. So they would be. Oh, yeah. my brother said interchangeable. Oh crap! Interchangeable. <laughs> He's right. Chris got it right. Again, when in doubt, sound it out. Spell it just like it sounds, and it pays off every once in a while. All right. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take our third and final break. I'm going to tabulate the scores. Maybe I did them wrong. Maybe I didn't. But when we come back, we're going to talk to Mary Ellen and find out her first time, her best time, and worst time. You're listening to Radio Regardless. We'll be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem, Mass. in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or coworkers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And we're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And still on the, on the Facebook Messenger line is Mary Ellen Rinaldi. And we just played the game and I tabulated the scores and unfortunately, you got two, and the audience got three. Oh, audience cheats. So it means you lose. I lose. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> so you lost. It's stupid. It was... you do all these, this is a great show. I'm not. This I'm is not, not a great this. show. Stop that. Don't. Yeah, it is. I'm going to tell you. Like, you know, a lot of you go on people's shows, but it's 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 uh, clever. It's very clever. I'm not going to be embarrassed to tell people I did this now. Not fully. There you no, go. but I'm, I'm going to be pushing it out because it's really funny and it's clever. And I, even <laughs> the stuff that I've heard, I'm like, wow, this is good. Yeah. Thank you. Well, we here's have a young well, audience. well, let's let's do this, Mary Ellen, because we know we want you to put the kids to bed. But I'll tell you what, before you go, before you leave us, please tell me and my listening audience about your first time, your best time and your worst times on stage. OK, first time, uh, August 6, 1985. I always say the drive overtook the fear. <laughs> I wanted to stand up since I was 16 years old. I went to the Warwick musical tent. I saw George Collin do it. And I thought, oh, shit, he already has the job. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah, really. Fast forward years later, I um, was in a comedy club. I looked at it, walked up, asked to do it. And I always say the drive overtook the fear. First time. Amazing. Anyone that knows what a stand-up is, that is, it's like you're born mm. again, yep. whatever word, because you know. I knew I was never going to stop. I just thought I was going to be a lot famous soon, have more money. But <laughs> you know, you don't go, you know, 32 years later, I'm going to be living in a second-floor apartment <laughs> with three kids, still not famous. There were three biggest fears I had in my life was being divorced with kids, I'm not having a career and ended up in retail. And guess what? Two out of the three. Jeez. No, three out of the three. Three out of three. <laughs> I go face those fears. Oh, okay. Funny. Worse. Was it the best? No, time best one. Best one. Yeah. This one was the very first time I ever worked a theater. 
And the first theater I worked was I opened for Chicago. At that time, it was the Warwick Musical Theater. So it had so wow. much with me. And you know, it was just so exciting because I'm just a comic. I'm playing at Periwinkles. I get this break, you know. And uh, you know, it wasn't a break. They just needed to someone to fill that spot. But I get it. And um, I go out and I buy a dress. And I'm so excited. You're in this green room that's not like the back of a comedy club. And they rope off. I had a bodyguard. And I was so happy. I'm like, wow, I got a bodyguard. You got a bodyguard. And um, it was was in the round. And there was a sentiment with it, too, because um, I can hear this noise behind me. And I can hear my mother in the audience saying, no, no, no. I don't want to sit here. I want to see what it is. And the ladies go, ma'am, the stage is going to rotate. And I looked over, and for one second, we, I caught our eyes met. Oh, my God. And it was just amazing. And I never would look at my parents on stage because I'd start crying. Wow. Just how it was. Oh, yeah, I'm a crybaby. Oh, I'm a big really? crier. Yeah, you couldn't even sing happy birthday to me when I was a kid growing up because I'd cry. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I think I stopped when I was 40. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. goodness. Worst time on stage. Yes, now the worst time. One of my favorite, favorite one was when, um, oh boy, there's so many. Um, It was in Foxborough. I'm standing up in the window of the club. In the window. You know those bay windows? That was the stage in the window with the curtain (laughs) shut. Yes. They were playing pool and watching sports and screaming, take off your clothes. (laughs) I think I I played that room. (laughs) Yeah, we all did. Cheryl Vendetti. The Cheryl Vendetti. Oh, my God. There's a name I haven't heard forever. Love her. And uh, all she's doing is she's looking at me going, you better do 45 minutes. Because <laughs> she said to me, no, if they don't last, they don't get paid. Oh I did my 45 God. minutes. Yeah. Uh, so that was Fuck. like, and there were so many of them and so many incredible moments too. Yeah. You well, know, been this, do, how long have you been at stand-up? You said first time in... 32 years. I started in 1985. Wow. Oh, yeah. the 6th. 8 Wow. And, um, eight, six, yeah. Eight, five. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, people don't realize that it's an incredible community. Just like we hadn't seen each other or worked together because last time I actually talked to you, you were just getting married. And I remember seeing yeah. your wedding pictures on Facebook. Yeah. Six years ago. Going, Almost wow. seven, seven years. Yeah. 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 And that's how it is. But you can, you can meet up with someone and literally pick up right where you ended off. And it's, it's an amazing community of people. And to work with a group of people who are funny, you know, who make you laugh. And, you know, and I always say we all have the biggest egos, but that's what makes us who we are. Yeah. Actually, one of my listeners is a popping off. He just said, he said, thanks for the show. Mary Ellen has been a fun guest. Thank you. <laughs> and, you That's know, so I, I will agree with him. And here's what I'm going to do. I hate to say goodnight, but I know that you got to go. And uh, I'll see you Saturday night, and I'll tell night. people about you. And follow her on Facebook and Twitter, and then definitely check her out. But, Mary Ellen, I will see you Saturday night uh, in Gardner, darling. Say goodnight, Molly. Goodnight. Oh, <laughs> goodnight, children. Goodnight, children. Thank you. All right. We'll see you on Saturday. Mary Ellen DiPertrello, everybody. Oh, my God. I keep saying DiPertrello because I know her as DiPertrello. I've known her as, as DiPertrello for, like, forever. But it's Mary Ellen Rinaldi, everybody. God, so funny. Jeez. 
and her act like her act is beyond fucking funny she's just and she's a great person she really is so hey you know something let me tell you where i'm gonna be speaking of that saturday night i'll be doing the fundraiser i'm hosting the show Corey manning's gonna be headlining mary ellen's gonna be in the middle and scott mcneil all three have been guests on this show all three extremely funny and it's a huge fundraiser 350 people i've been doing this for the past six years for a great cause and they have a great great audience so that's where i'm gonna be and friday i might have something but i don't know but if i post it i'll post it last minute so that's what you got going i don't know so so guys as always if you want to be a sponsor a contributor if you want to leave a question or comment email the show radio irregardless at gmail.com call the hotline 978-219-9294 next week february 28th last day of february got a killer show i'm planning something special i'll see you then this has been Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests as well as all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All music and audio clips used, property of their respective copyright owners. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2017. All rights reserved. Listen to previously aired episodes of Radio Irregardless by downloading from iTunes. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello. Just